Glad here's the recording of I recorded it. It's live. Hey everybody, this is gonna be that fun. This is that fun banter where it sounds like we're you caught us mid-conversation, everybody. <laughs> See, like the little pre-roll thing right before the actual episode goes off. Um, because yes, welcome to another episode of Overwatch. We are here talking about on a big, big, big week. Uh, the launch of Overwatch 2. Oh my goodness gracious, as well as some other announcements. And it is Wednesday after launch day, so we'll talk a little about the chaos of launch day. But of course, we're here with uh, the great Root Bear Richard, as well as Plexomatic from across the pond. Gents, how we doing? Doing good. I'm doing great. I actually got into the servers. It took me a while. I did. I did yesterday. I, <laughs> I did yesterday. Yeah, I managed to go a couple hours without any major issue and then and then booted to never return my ping unless they've changed it my ping on my weird uh lte connection in overwatch 2 is now better than it was on the old servers i'm actually really? i can actually play more consistently but fun fact the rubber banding now when you get um ping like this uh packet losses is really bad they they're I don't know what happened on the engine design, but now if there's a if I get into traffic mode, it becomes unplayable. Whereas I could actually so, do okay. Just so I understand, when you say rubber banding, is that when all of a sudden you launch yourself forward without realizing? Uh, well, you're walking, but then the latency kicks up, so then everyone's replaced. So Overwatch uh, one would stutter, like yeah. people would just show up in different areas. But now you get like you see people like they look like they're doing Doomfist alts laterally, so okay. it becomes unplayable. So, baseline is better. Turbulent times are unplayable now. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, that that's kind of the the, the big news. We are recording this on Wednesday, uh, October fifth. It came out yesterday, October fourth, the big launch day. Um, to millions of people logging in and everything for the first time, free to play, all that, all that goodness. Uh, and actually, the servers actually went online. The re I started. I was originally going to jump on, like. 1.30, start playing, start streaming, um, and just kind of chat about it until 2 o'clock when the servers go online in my time zone, 2 p.m., 3 p.m. Eastern. And then all of a sudden, I don't know if I saw somebody else or, like, I just hit, like, hey, let's just see what happened at, like, an hour early, and I got in. And I was like, oh, okay, somebody put something up, so I, I jumped on, and that's when I was able to stay in for, for a few hours. But I did, I was unable to complete a ranked game. Because people kept getting disconnected. So it literally, um, you know, wouldn't let you, when it, when enough people leave, like it was gone, 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 gone to the point where like, we were playing four on one and then it just, it just auto completed and uh, never got an actual completion of a ranked game. Yeah. The ranked launch was, you know, look, um, it's it's no fault of their own getting DDoSed on launch day. Yes, we should um, say that they, just, they've gone on yeah twice you know, from what I understand. A second one. Oh occurred yeah, in the yeah. Middle of the I night. mean, some people just don't want us to have nice things, uh, and it no sucks. Kidding. You know, I felt really bad for like the devs having to go through that. It's just it's awful, you know. But all things considered, you know, I've seen. It's nice to see everyone there once you got in. It's a lot of old names you haven't seen in a long time. It's good, right? You want to kind of bring that back. I think that's yeah. really, really good. The gameplay, you know, everything's a little bit smoother now. You know, now the frames are, compared to the beta, it, it is locked in. The menus are gorgeous. 
Yep. Uh, it took a little while to find some of the settings because, you know, it has moved around a little bit. A little bit, yeah. I found that. Little things that used to be... Most of, most of my settings transferred, though, which I which I appreciate. Like, just my like my sensitivity and, like, keybinds for certain heroes and everything stayed, which I... which Small thing, but I appreciated that. But, yeah, little little things changed uh, about, like, where, yeah, where certain settings were and everything like that. But that's all. That all comes with time. Yeah, exactly. But overall, I think it was a great launch. There's a lot of people trying to use Kiriko, and, you know, it's Shocking. hard to use. <laughs> very difficult to use. Her alt is really yes. weird because it's like everyone goes super fast. It's like everyone Dude. gets Orisa's. Everyone gets a Lucio speed boost and Orisa's supercharger at the same time. Yeah. Um, it's it's like, yeah. but it, but the speed boost isn't just to your movement. It's to your every single thing <laughs> yeah. you're doing. So all of a sudden, oh, yeah. like, to Kiriko herself is literally just going, no, but you know, oh no, no. But there's the the best thing is when you get that and you're Zenyatta and you have super fast super boop kicks. You can just oh, kick God. everyone off the edge of the map. <laughs> you're just like, woof, 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 woof. it's so. I forgot about the Zen kick. Oh yeah. So oh, honestly, yeah. It, it, it's 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 looking good. You know, game yeah game feels good. Everyone, like I said, they they love to get traffic off of Doom saying. But honestly, it's it's exactly what I think we expected it to be. And meeting expectations is huge for a game that's always poked at you know so i thought it was i thought it's great to see you know um, yeah yeah the serve yeah. the big once you got in i think the game it, it, it played well like again every, all the changes they made i think are generally moving in the right direction positive changes it was it was just the the server attacks and and the infrastructure issues that with with on the underlying with the server stuff and the yeah. connection that's that's the big i'm i was saying a little bit before offline i'm like unfortunately in our in our this ecosystem in our society, especially with with gaming, I feel like the the window to correct these things is so tiny now. Before people go like, "Oh, wash, oh crap," yeah. I, mean, I don't like. I don't think there's any gonna be any major like, but you need those first few days to be successful. And I yeah, hope yeah, they can yeah. in the next twenty four or forty eight hours they can really get a a nice lock on it. Um, yeah. yeah, it's just it's just this. I mean, like. The good news is it's just the servers. You know, right. it's not a fundamental break in the game. Right. Um, the bad news is that it's the server. So it means fewer people can get in. But it's the good news is people are waiting in queue. So, hey, it's okay. If this goes on for a week, then that's actually telling us there's a bigger problem that they've got. Right. But mm. it's the second day. It's like the same reason I don't get upset that if I make a custom match in, in Gundam Evolution, you can't end the match. You can't go back to lobby. You can't reset. It's 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 really dumb. You have to play through oh. the whole game. So how am I supposed to run a tournament if I can't cancel a match? Yeah. Like it's, but it's like the second week. They haven't even gotten there yet. What it actually is right now is this is the beta. Do you know what I mean? Like, because they only did network stability tests before. We're basically playing a beta. Well, I mean, and so the one thing everybody, everyone like, and I get it. It basically is like a launch, but they. When they first announced the October fourth date and the big thing this summer, like, all right, we've set we've set a date, we're doing this. Mm -hmm. It was still advertised as early access to Overwatch Two begins on October fourth. This yep. is still technically the main Overwatch Two as a property. I still think is launching with the PVE next year. That's kind of their that, big no, coming that's out party. Exactly what it is. This is the early access for for multiplayer. The game. And the it, actual story yep. of Overwatch, they're saying, you know, it's all about hope and heroes and all the this big stuff. selling point. Yep. That is going to be for PVE. And I would 
I very much expect a completely like a very very deep campaign for that. We're going and to that's, see yes. another cinematic launched around that time. We're going to have more heroes around that time because we need to know the setting of this world, which we saw a little bit of in the zero hour animation. Mm-hmm. But that story of where we and it's like where we are today. Yep. In the game's universe has yet to be told. Yes. Yeah. So it'll Which be is why see how they do it as well, because there's if you think about it, let's say hey, you start the campaign, is it gonna be a case of you have to play as certain characters at certain stages? This well, if it's like Call of Duty, it'll like, be like that. If it's like COD, it'll definitely be like that. I think because yeah. Transformers Wolf Cybertron did this really well in that they had you could select one of three characters per mission. So it could be like sort of like that. Much like what was it? All those events we used to have in Overwatch One, whereas yeah. Junk and Seeds Revenge, where you pick one. Oh of the sure, or the, or the archives event. event, the anniversary. That's the, what I think of. Yeah, the King's Row thing. Like it could be. I also, but uh, the one the one major clip they kept showing that of like it's not finished, but like preview clip of like PVE, is like for example, it seems like it is kind of character specific. It was Torb, right? Because it's set in. Where are they from, like Lindholm or something like that in in Germany or whatever? And he was setting up setting up huge turrets and like in his workshop. So like you play through something that's kind of his point POV or story. Mm-hmm. And then maybe there might be other ones that are like, all right, strike team. You get to be Rhine, Lucio, or you know, soldier. Like those are those are our three for this one, and you're running through. Maybe there's a five one. Maybe there's a two person one. Um, I, I don't know. I, I We don't know. That That's the thing. Yeah, that's what we'll kind of makes it exciting and interesting. But oh. that would explain also, too, there was a lot of, and I was one of them, who was like two, three weeks out being like, how is there not some huge camp advertising marketing campaign for October 4th? I should be seeing it like, I follow the Overwatch and gaming stuff on Twitter. My feed should be blowing up with promoted tweets. Yep. But. Oh, man. No, no, and maybe there's even more than maybe even more than that. I'm like, oh, but maybe it's because they're saving that push for the big yeah. release next year. And, you know, the other thing is, it's like again, I'll I'll just put my like marketing. Yeah, yeah, on. please. Um, the the joke always is people are like when marketing, when marketing, and all I can think is, well, um, given that there's enough people here creating stuff on their own, uh, that people are lined up to buy it. Why do they need marketing at all? What purpose does marketing serve? Marketing is meant to take a message and communicate it communicate it in order to create a response. The response they need is people preloading and downloading and installing. I'm pretty sure everybody knew that was happening. I'm pretty sure everybody installed it. I'm pretty sure they played it. Or they're waiting in queue. So <laughs> their job is done. So I get that I guess my one question and the legitimate question for you is like I, in in terms of why why do you're right because the existing and even the old lapsed fans and and player base they're there they're coming they're there but yeah. especially with the expansion to free to play widen the audience would then the goal of the of marketing would be to get new people who go what the hell is Overwatch I want to play maybe so that's why you need the ad I mean yes yes maybe. and no um, maybe they'll do it once they know that the game's stable if also you're getting fair. a new audience in. You really, really want to make sure people are there. Plus, think about it. The people who are waiting for marketing are people who are already in the game. If they yeah. know that it's going to be a free-to-play title and they've never heard of Overwatch before, then they're going to like download and install it and try it out anyway. Like The yeah. point is, what you're looking at is installs. 
okay, so you need new installs. All you need to do is say that it's available. And then at any moment, you can bring them in. Do you yeah. really want to bring in brand new players right as you're launching a platform for the first time and potentially land them in a less than ideal experience? Yeah, get the hardcore base in first yeah. and then expand out. Think about it. Blizzard gets DDoSed. Overwatch gets DDoSed on every release. Why would you invite new players in to not be able to log, to not be able to log in? Or why would you do anything sure. when there's a risk of it? Just wait two weeks. Yeah, yeah. Like the the launch is gonna. People think marketing has to only be pre-roll, but I'm like, it's gonna be going on for the next year. That's yeah, that's true. I mean, that's it's not about the it's not about day one. It's about year one. It's about you exactly. know all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I get that. Right. I can see that. Yeah. And also, a lot of of platforms have a dedicated free to play game section as well. So let's mm-hmm. say you've got a 15 year old son, for example, and you want them to play something. But you don't want to fork out the money. You say, free to play section, go in there. Oh, look, what's this game called Overwatch 2? Boom. You get things like that. Sure. Absolutely. So, no, that, no that's, a, that's a totally fair point. That's a very fair point. But yeah, hopefully the, the server stuff will be worked out. I'm, I'm getting timeout stuff now, which is a, a shame. Definitely but, on the uh, step. I, I get right. It, 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 you would think, yeah. I'm getting, I'm getting the. Uh, I was getting all the servers of yesterday, but now I'm getting the timeout communicating with Battlenet. So here's hoping, uh, here's hoping that in the next few days this all gets worked out. But oh yeah, it'll come. Oh yeah, but as we were talking about before the broadcast as well, this is not the only big, uh, big announcement that they had in the community. We also saw <laughs> the introduction of a new calling all heroes initiative. Uh, um, which is aimed at trying to get more, be more inclusive for marginalized genders and underrepresented genders in both, uh, the player talent aspect, as well as on screen talent, like casters and hosts and stuff like that. So, uh, we'll get into more of the nitty gritty, but the very, very overcast, uh, details are, there's going to be two things. There's a challenger's cup, which is, if you want to kind of book in, it's a kind of reminiscent of the valorant challengers thing where it was it's aimed at marginalized genders and women uh, teams so this is mm-hmm. one this will run alongside the contenders stuff this will be going on starting this month actually and then there's also a caster camp which will same thing applications will come in from from women and other marginalized genders to go basically go through a kind of a review and kind of coaching sessions with with people like Zoe and Mr. X and stuff like that who will then help you develop a reel for future casting and hoping opportunities, mm-hmm. hosting opportunities. And of course, you'll obviously have audiences with people who actually work in the league and Blizzard and all that stuff. So um, on the surface, cool, really cool stuff. Um, I like that there's some actual like details and plans and things happening as opposed oh, yeah. to window dressing which we get from a lot of people like oh we are here we just want to announce that we uh stand up for all peoples and we are inclusive to all thanks for coming to our ted talk next tweet like there's so many coming in that i just put out there like we just want to state that we are inclusive and we i'm like but i I like seeing actual programs in place yes putting their money where their mouth is so to speak yeah yeah and, and the thing is, what's really nice is you're dealing with, like, infrastructure builds. It, it takes a ton of effort to build these kinds of programs. And, you know, 
it's funny. There are a lot of challenges, right, that we have in the world. And, you know, you'll see people see a, pro- like a, a program like this, and all they want to do is poke at it and say, well, why not this and why not that? And, and I think they're missing the point. It's that you've got to start somewhere, mm-hmm. yeah. right? There's always going to be some and not others at any given moment, but it's a model, right? Because if you did this for any group, it'll, it'll come up. Any, any, any initiative. And I think what's really wild about it, though, is that it's just creating avenues. And it's like alternate paths. I remember the Valorant thing was hilarious when, you know, people were like, well, this is supposed to be a meritocracy and you get to where you're going and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, because you're, you're so good. And I'm like, you know, some people are just looking for like organized games and a structure. You know, yeah. it's like, you know, League yeah. Two football in the UK. You don't compare that to the premiership. No. It's a different world. In fact, some teams will never. They don't have any aspirations to go beyond League Two. That's just what you do. You just don't want to play county level. You know what I mean? But you do it, and it lives in its own world, and that's that's a good thing, you know. And that's what I actually, you know, I almost wanted to to met like, uh, you know, I don't no, normally comment on this kind of stuff, but I was like to these folks who are like tearing it apart. I'm like, well, then just don't don't participate. You wouldn't have gone in those programs anyway. Why do you care? Like yeah. this would be like getting mad at somebody hosting a tournament in general. Why are you only hosting it in Toronto? Why? And it's online. You can do it anywhere. I'm like, well, it's for <laughs> yeah. Toronto people. Yeah. But why? I'm like, I don't know. It's like, well, how am I supposed to get there from Sudbury? I'm like, I don't know. It's for Toronto. <laughs> figure it out. Then, you know? Or, or, or and, don't do this one. Or, yeah. Yeah, or like just don't do this one. Or, yeah, you know, it, if you have someone locally, throw your own. Like, it's fine. But I think it's actually, what I really like, though, is that it's it's combining things, right? It's it's all sorts of different. And it's, it's a, it sees it as a larger front for multiple initiatives it ties into their whole defense matrix program to try to like make the game a little bit more balanced for folks you know it's it's mm-hmm. like a little bit a little bit more comfortable i'm like what difference does it make you know i'm like legitimately i'm coming out of like a space where i spent like hours playing gundam where the censoring is so aggressive i can't write like basic words like we can't i can't figure out why it's censored like hello is censored and i can't figure out why you yeah. know and and it's fine, you know. But the point is, it's like, I think this is a really, really good thing. And it's not because companies are supposed to le- be leading our moral initiatives. It's that, why wouldn't we do this to fill out a player base? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, imagine if we're gonna do something where you have rec league or youth league, right? Um, under under tw- under thirteen players, right? Like, think think of sports. The rules for leagues for under thirteens are different. They're different than you have it for under U16s and U18s and U21s, right? There's different rules on conduct, right? There are leagues for men or and women and, and, and any other gender identity. They all exist. I don't get mad. You know, I would I have ever gotten mad at my old co-workers like gay softball league? <laughs> no. no. Like, of course not. Why? Why? Why do I? He's a good softball player. That's just what he does. Why does anybody have a concern about this? Yeah. And that's and that's what I thought was funny. I'm like, you already have softball leagues, and you can yeah. make a different one. I, you know, uh, nine man volleyball. You have to have, um, you have to be of Chinese descent to play in the league. And people used to say, oh, well, that's discriminatory. Anyone should be able to play nine man volleyball. I'm like, the history of the game was that the Chinatowns around North America played it because we weren't allowed to go to your 
Sports clubs. So this is my biggest thing, which most people <laughs> uh, do not understand, and they just this and this this often for yeah. sexism, yeah. for racism, for for all a lot of this stuff, a lot of this bigotry, is the idea that okay, it's twenty twenty two, like everyone feels like. Oh, well, on paper, right? On our laws and stuff like that, we're equal. Scott, what are you talking about? There is, it's like, yeah, okay, people can, people can be racist, everything like that. But again, that meritocracy thing, this, that we should, it should all be gone. Or like the, yeah. like things like affirmative action or things like these programs to, to lift up other uh, races or genders. But like, what the, well, if we're all equal now, why does, why do they need a help in hand? Because people don't seem to put it through their skulls that for not, not years, not decades, Fucking millennia, <laughs> millennia. Yeah. These other, these other yeah. races, other than white men, like literally could not do ninety percent of the things that we do today. And it's yeah. only in the last like century that it even started to happen. And so, yeah, like, they, yeah, they're they they're we need to give those groups a leg up. We yeah, or, they, or we we need. It takes more than a, a, f a decade and a couple nice programs to overcome centuries upon centuries of racial racial yeah. sexual gender discrimination. So, like, yeah. yes, these programs help. Mm -hmm. In fact, real on top of that, Overwatch as a game and its law, you've got a very diverse cast as well. It's like you've got openly gay characters. I think Tracer has. Is in a same-sex relationship, I believe. Yes. There was inklings that Soldier Seventy Six was. I don't know. As well. So yeah, Soldier for sure. And on top well, of that, you got different, well, yeah. different backgrounds as well. So well, that, to me, this is a good logical step. Absolutely, and and this is one of those cases. Like I always joke about, folks. It's like you know, there's the old saying, like, yeah, someone's always going to have it worse than you, in in a lot of situations. But those situations vary based off of the nature of the interaction. Right. So it like and the existence of something doesn't mean that it is the ability to affect writ large. Like this is one of those cases like without getting technical, that's what tax laws can be like for some people, because you need an education to understand a tax law. Like it's really difficult. It's why there's people who get hoodwinked all the time in contract laws all mm -hmm. the time. Right. And what I love about it is that it's not just about saying we're hosting one tournament once. It has to be a program. So I was lucky enough to get, I knew this program was coming. Um, Eleanor Fortier, who was featured in the video, does quite a lot of, of work around the supporter club networks. You know, we've gotten to know her over time and she had pitched this idea early and, and talked about how she's working on it. And my question to her directly, because she knows my background with 5DV and a lot of the work we've done is I said, what's the, is it a sustain? Is it a, a an ongoing program versus like a moment in time? And like, cause like, that's my it's always my concern around this. Otherwise, it's kind of like a PR stunt at best. It doesn't yep. mean it doesn't yep, have yep, yep. benefit, but it can't grow. It can't have lasting impact. She goes, no. The first thing is that it has to be long term. I'm like, I'm in, I'm in. Mm -hmm. You know, so we talked about it. We've had like secondary talks a, a, a lot because, again, that uh, it's not to say that this the the challenges around um you know underrepresented genders or genders who are at risk are any more or less than other people in different situations, right? I've typically worked with more like people in generalized, like at risk in terms of poverty, right? That's also a barrier sure. to entry. It's one of the things I don't like about the Defense Matrix program, but we'll get to that in a bit. But that doesn't mean it's wrong. It's more that cool, is there also, and then you ask the question, right? Well, eventually, will this expand and we can talk about other issues because we've not been able to discuss those in the past? And the answer was yes. And I'm like, yeah, 
Yeah. It's what you'd expect any reasonable person doing this type of work to do. So, of course, and you have to start somewhere. So yeah. no matter, and, and this is the challenge, and I feel I really feel for the team involved in this. Being the first people to go out and having to choose one group, you know you're going to get hit. You get it the worst, mm. always. And this always happens. I mean, there's enough historical photography over the last hundred years where we can see the first person who had to break a barrier of some type usually got it pretty bad. Oh, God, yeah. Right? And and I think this is one of those cases where you know, it, it's actually important for any of us to support this because if we do have a concern, if someone genuinely has a concern about their ability to in, be enabled to be their best self and find their true course and, and, and remove those barriers. If anybody has that concern, if anything, you should be supporting this if this doesn't occur, affect you because oh. if you can see that come to play and, and work and come to life, then we're starting to see the beginnings of a model that can scale laterally. Yeah. And that's a very powerful thing for everybody. And one thing I'd pick up on with this is Let's say in the long term, it becomes as big as something like Contenders. That's another avenue for players to potentially get into the Overwatch League as well. Because over the course of the league's history, we've only had one openly gay player active in the league, which is Moomer. And I believe we had... And Elk. one female, right? In Gagarin. Yes, that was Gagarin. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. you look at a lot... You've got Aspen in the Contenders scene who's been grinding away and, and to me she's actually got a lot of talent mm -hmm. she's actually a very capable player I mean I'm not sure because Richard she was on Revival wasn't she at one point she was she was awesome on Revival I have a yeah. great, like great Lucio boobs <laughs> yeah and also what was it I think it was like a year ago or two years ago there was a, a female player in Brazil who won the, the country's contenders circuit as well oh yes 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 yep, yep, I can't yep. remember the player's name but Richard you might know who I mean yeah, I can't remember the name, but yeah, I was already out of the scene by then. But you're right, you know, and yeah, like it just creates these extra avenues that allow exactly. these groups to potentially make the step up. Because teams, let's mm -hmm. say, hey, we have Florida Mayhem, just an example here. They mm -hmm. go out and say, okay, we need a new tank player. Yeah, okay, we can look at contenders, but we also have <laughs> this new area we can look at as well. well and given exactly. how good their scouting was this like, year. Yeah, and Anything. that's the whole thing. Scouting and intel, these are all good things. And what we have to realize, it's it's the same thing, right, that everyone faces, is that, yeah, you could go through the standard, what exists, the existing systems right now, and the question one has to ask themselves when they're putting the Tafford in is, is it worth, is it worth it? Is it worth just that, like, all the, all the BS that you're going to go through? Now, you can make that decision that, yeah, it's worth it. It doesn't mean you're grinding anymore unless it's everything else. That you, it's like it's after a while you're just like yeah you got to work just as hard you got to play just as much but then it uh then you have to deal with all, the, all this other crap on the side you know and that's the whole thing it's that no one would ever say and this is why i think it's funny like isn't this discrimination i'm like well no because no. it's just it's it's another event it'd be a discrimination if they said you can't participate in any events you know if yeah. you're not a woman, but no one's saying that. Like you are allowed to have things. You're allowed to have allowed to have different avenues for different people. You know, it's it's really funny. I mean, not to 
I, I can imagine that some folks get really upset about this. There are probably people who get upset about like, I don't know, bathrooms, you know? And oh, yeah. who's allowed oh, to go yeah. into what bathroom? And like, you, but now you're arguing different things. It's like, you have to have different bathrooms, but you can't have different games. I'm like, it's the same thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, and, and that's the thing. And like, what people have to really understand too is you do have to start somewhere. Like my favorite example of this is when you look at elect electoral like suffrage, the rights to vote. Oh, and everyone always talk, so, so everyone always talks about Oh, yeah, 1918, uh, women's suffrage happened. I'm like, that was awesome. You know what was not as awesome? It's that when you were Inuit in Canada, you lost your ability to vote. In 1934, uh, Asians couldn't vote till 48. And what was yeah. even crazier is that First Nations only got, like, universal suffrage in Canada in 1960. Wild, right? You got to start somewhere. So at least at that moment, that was something that people could understand. And then it took way too long to get it to everybody else. But if we can start to understand and see our challenges in those other groups and then actually have a means to communicate and educate. And then the, again, this comes down to management. Can they see the challenges that people who aren't in their specific target face, that's how you actually eventually get to a better place. But the thing is, it's like, yeah, I always laugh. I'm like, the world has never universally done anything ever at once ever. We just don't God. do that, <laughs> no, right? No. And you got to start somewhere. And yeah. how you manage, how you participate, and how we honestly, quite frankly, if there will be critiques that will be fair, but making sure there are things that are actually thought through and can make that system better and make it more scalable, it will all happen. It's all going to come up. Yeah. And I think that's why having it as a long-term program is – that's why I think it's such a good idea because if it was a one-off thing, it actually won't go anywhere. It can't sure. go anywhere. Yep. can't yeah. even I help mean, the group they're talking the about. Day, yeah. Isn't everything like that? Yeah, because you think about yeah. it. With League of Legends, someone had to turn around and say, we want to make a competitive tournament bracket for these players. Mm -hmm. And so there's always going to be someone that will kick down the door first. And with this project, Overwatch is saying – we're going to be that person to kick down the door. Yeah. We're going to go for it. I don't know if I'd say they kicked down the door because this is not something they kind of... Weird analogy, to. but you, know, you get what I mean. Right, right. But because, I mean, there, others have started doing this before them, and, and, and that's good. But in within this scene, you know, that's the kind of interesting, weird thing about video games is like, and esports is like each... It's all lumped into one, but each scene is its own like sport. It's like its own baseball, yeah. soccer. Yeah. Valorant is soccer. Overwatch is baseball. League of Legends is basketball. There are different leagues, right? There are different scenes. So it's just, it, they're following in the footsteps of other people like Valorant, like stuff like that. But they're doing their own version of it, and they're they're putting actionable steps in it. I didn't know they didn't say it here that it was a long term. I love hearing that it is planning to be a whether it be annually or semi annually or alongside every contenders or what. I don't know. We'll wait for more details. But um, they actually have some actionable stuff going, and it starts soon. It starts in the next like three weeks. First one takes place. Uh, qualifier is October twenty first through the 23rd and the second one is in November. And then the finals of this first one take place in December. Yeah. And, uh, I'll be, I hope I would imagine, uh, they're partnering with radiant, a production company. So this will be streamed. This will be broadcasted in some capacity. And I, I do like, 
I think it'll probably cause some issues, I'm sure, just because of traffic, but that's going to come. But I appreciate that it's an unlimited registration. And yeah. in, which it, which includes, if you go to, if you uh, check out the more um, detailed site, includes a free agent system. So if you're like, hey, I want to do this, but I don't have a team, they will get a pool of free agents together and, and or put you in teams that only have four or something like that. So there there is a way for both set teams as well as free agent uh, solos to come in and participate. Yeah. And that tells me that they did think about as many of these options as they could. It's like, Absolutely. what if we have this scenario? Okay, this is what we can put into place. Yeah. So it's a very well thought out system. I'll give the team credit on that one. We'll just have It'll to uh, hopefully how yeah. long term it is. Yeah. Well, I, and that's the thing. I just hope. I think it's like it's. It, quite frankly, if you're dealing with a competitive game and you are looking to grow a fan base, they kind of have to do this forever, and you would just you got extend to. it. Mm. Because I actually see this quite frankly. I know we're talking. It, it's it's related to gender in this case. And when I look at the broader mission, when you sort of step back and you think about what this really is, they need this to create the, the platform to bring in the youngest players that could, they could possibly get to onboard them into a space where it actually is a little bit more controlled. Because mm -hmm. if you're going to do like an under 15 or under 14 game tournament, it would probably look a little bit like this. Yeah. And I think that this is, this is actually the pathway to create a pipeline for players. So that, I think, is a good thing, mm. right? That's why the Defense Matrix program, they've added all the... We talked a little bit about the transcripts and all that kind of stuff. Although I will say the one thing I do think is weird is that I I actually saw this when it first came up, but I was curious if anyone else was going to bring it up and it finally blew up on Twitter today. Um, you can't use a prepaid phone, right, yes. on, uh, on the accounts. Now... <sighs> There I had seen some people, people talk. Yeah, I had seen some people talking people about this too. Service. There's a lot of people on prepaid. That that that's a there's a huge class reality. There's an income, yes, uh, reality to why prepaid phones exist. Like newsflash, guys. When I moved back to Canada, I had to go on prepaid because I didn't have a credit rating in Canada anymore because I was in the states. Right. So I couldn't play Overwatch. I wouldn't be able to play over Overwatch. I right. changed my plan over only in the last, like you know when I got this connection so I could call you and i was like man i can actually play games again. yeah yeah you know um that would have been the first time i'd been able to play yeah it's wild okay. right that's messed just up just so i understand it's really messed what, up what defines prepaid phone numbers just so, so i understand so a prepaid phone number so like a lot phone when phone numbers get assigned in batches uh, on the networks there's entire number sets that are assigned to the the handhelds where you just like pay as you go yeah so it means that you don't have a credit rating or you're not doing a postpaid plan meaning you don't have a monthly plan right right um like fun again, fun fact: the cell phone plan that I use is month. It's month to month, but I was actually prepaying for monthly access. I was like on the in between, so I kind of got around it. But what it means is like you don't have a ongoing plan where you get a set amount billed each month because maybe some months you can't use as much data or like there's a lot of people who don't really have smartphones or they don't have fully functional smartphones mm -hmm. because of the way the data is that's just that's called a reality um cool. it is so by eliminating prepaid phones um i can tell you one group you're gonna severely impact console players um console is a a console is much more feasible to get when you're in a lower yep. income community um, yep, yep, yep. Oh, yeah. Than a PC because of the net connection, all that other stuff. Um, prepaid is also one of the things that you get, again, for a lot of 
people who just you have to pick and choose right like that's just reality things happen that make these changes they did it so you couldn't just buy burner phone accounts like i made that joke last week about burner phone accounts right and i was waiting to see if anyone caught it um because i saw that note but i didn't want to like you know poo poo on an idea but um yeah so if you have a prepaid number you can't use the whatever the blizzard sms protect thing yeah which is so really and the, like cricket wireless here in the u.s is a yeah. is a huge it's a it is a budget WWE, like, dude yeah they do a lot of work but i mean it's a dude, very dude. big network but they are of that prepaid um t-mobile design built their back the back of t the backbone of t-mobile was prepaid service yep a huge amount of people and this is sort of the irony right you know who ultimately over indexes in prepaid uses at-risk communities at-risk mm-hmm. genders people who have had to pick up and run and go and that is all you get so what we've actually done is we've and people will say well this makes it harder to smurf i'm like the number of people that will buy burner phones to smurf versus the number of people who have to use prepaid phones as reality they are not comparable i was gonna all. say it's not gonna be yeah. that it's dim- a big mistake it's i can see mistake. the voips those are like the yeah, digital VoIP, numbers. Yeah, VoIP yeah. for sure, because there's no barrier to entry, but you're not doing a VoIP if you're lower, like if you're in an at-risk neighborhood. And I right, that, exactly. So re- that's what I'm there saying. There are people with yes. smartphones that are on prepaid plans. Yes. Like it was, I always talk about barriers to entry in esports, and this is the thing that's going to screw it, like that kills the, the, the industry. It's that it doesn't want to accept that you need to have disposable income to make it work. Hmm. Right? Yep. And what we're saying is, it's like a big middle finger to folks who have less. Yeah. I No, I, I agree. I agree with that. I, I, like I think that is out, one yeah. of those things that they're going to have to. 100 players. If there's 100 players that get impacted, we use fewer numbers than that to make a case about things. 200? But I would say it's going to be a lot bigger. Oh, hmm. Thousands. Easily thousands, if not tens of um, like I said, I know I hear everybody. The biggest thing for me is like is cricket. I see. I saw it mentioned a ton. It is a huge, huge. It is like out of the non like your. Uh, I was about to say sprint, but I think they're dead. Uh, like AT T, T Mobile, whatever. Out of the non like big communication, cricket is like the biggest. That is a huge audience, and that that is a huge user set. And I think yeah. this is one when of those I things. When I was in the states, dude. When I was in the U.S., I was on a prepaid account. Mm-hmm. I couldn't have done, I wouldn't be in this scene using this policy. Exactly. There's a lot of people, like, and it's simple situations like that. Like you said, sometimes it's not always a case of that. It's just, yeah, I moved to a different country. You don't have credit. You don't have access to getting things like, you don't have credit cards, so you can't put a credit card yeah. down for it's a like, plan. It's like and an FU to immigrants and poor people. A little people bit, yeah. And, like that's why I think it's it's a big issue. I actually really hope they pull it back because it mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense. And you're right. right. And, the number the number of people who are going to yeah. go buy a burner freaking phone to and, create well, their sp- about, oh my god. And it's then there's so people. Small. There's a re- and they'll be like, oh, but there'll be Chinese farms that will do something. Like there's go- they're going to figure out a way anyway. Because quite frankly, if there's money be- to be made off of selling an account, you're going to do it with a real account anyway, and then yes. you just sell it for more money. Yeah. But the whole thing here is it's like it also like there's a reality where a lot of folks 
it's not unlike not having back in the day, you didn't have the Tiva sandals, you had like another brand. And when you are on a prepaid phone, it's like this thing you don't talk about because you can't afford a monthly plan or you can't get a monthly plan. And now it's like, well, why don't you play Overwatch anymore? Oh, well, I have a prepaid phone. Oh, you have a prepaid? Because people judge that stuff sure. all the time. Unfortunately, yeah. And, yeah. and that's what I, honestly, that's why it's like through all the glitz and the color and all this stuff. I'm like, at the core, you're like, well, all it says to me is I don't think people are going out to be prejudicial against those who are in at-risk communities. What I do think it is is people who have no fucking exposure to the realities of these people, to these communities and these neighborhoods. They have no concept of it because they live in suburbs or they work remote and they, like, they're like, everything was fine and I can do whatever I want. And they have no exposure at all yes. to what it's like to have less. And, mm. the, and that's an issue. But what's the best way to address it? Talk about it. Be like, hey, you should really reconsider this because there's a lot of folks affected. Now, maybe they'll say they probably maybe they ran the numbers and this would be the worst thing. They might have run the numbers and been like, oh, well, you know, this would only affect X number percentage of players. I'm like, holy cow, you turned them into a number and said they didn't matter. But I get how that works from an actuarial perspective. Right, yeah. I understand yeah. how someone can no. get there, but it's the paper, absolute still, right yeah. calculation done under the wrong under the absolute yeah. wrong directives. You know, and yes. I just hope they. I really hope they bring this back mm. because it, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and yeah, the benefit is not worth the impact. Yeah, it's I mean, negligible. It, yeah, at the yeah. end of the day, it's a sort of dad we do, dad we don't situation because they want to protect the players from cheaters. That I think is the root reason why they did this. How they went about it was always going to be tricky. Absolutely, and this is probably the the version they thought was going to be the most effective. Yeah, no, and and that's that's the thing. It's like, and the thing is, yeah, it happened, and you can always change it. You can always update it, and that's mm -hmm. why, like, yeah, I, I'll get you know spicy over the fact that I think people forget that folks with less are literally their neighbors, and oh, trust me, it's going to get worse next year, a lot worse next year. You know, mm -hmm. um, but you can correct these things. You don't beat someone, you punch someone in the face just because they said the one wrong thing or they did one thing wrong. You just kind of point out, hey, and yeah. then let's talk about it. Because here's the thing. They want to prevent cheating and smurfs. Okay. Do we really think, here's the thing. If you're really into smurfing, well, 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 I guess the real question they have, you have to ask is when you're trying to solve the problem is why does the problem exist? Why? And I don't know the answer to this. Maybe you guys do. Why do people create Smurfs? I mean, <laughs> I, that's what I know. I'm kind of with you. I never quite understood it. It seemed to me that a lot of people just want to, it's for people to, for content. They also, they want to try something weird and different and not affect their MMR or whatever on their main account. So they, uh, I'm, I'm a tank player, but man, like, Freaking the new support hero looks fun, but I don't want to screw up my MMR by messing around with a bunch of weird strategies and support. So I'm going to make a new account, mess around with support stuff, whether I'm good or bad, I don't care. Or I'm trying to do one of the eight bajillion unranked to GM content videos, which hopefully maybe we don't need as many anymore because we're getting actual content <laughs> now. So we don't need to just pull content out of our asses anymore. Kind of program anyway. Yeah. 
Um, so there's been like, you're like, I'm going to go unranked to GM, but I'm going to do it shirtless while getting massive Right, games. yes, yes. All right, you know, new so account. Gonna be Give benched, me a new account. I'm going to be doing spider curls <laughs> yes. and gaming at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, Matt, do Matt, you got to do that. Hold on, I, like, I Matt, have you thought about that? Like, no. actually, like, work... Call it like I don't know, like Power Watch, and like actually be like lifting and playing. Like do it while you're doing like hamstring curls or like leg presses. Or... You wait, wait, do you think I have leg presses in my house? I don't know. Hamstring Maybe. curl machine? You're a no. Wrestler. Oh my a wrestler. god! I, I live in a two bedroom strange... condo in Chicago with five well, animals. Okay, well then do like do like pull up watch and like just do it like you do like a one arm pull ups and like I don't know like no. But my point is I like I just hope you know I think they'll I think they'll I, I really do hope they walk it back and if they don't, honestly in the end it's a, it's a real shame if they don't. Yes, it, I it agree. Re- really would be. Um, I can tell you I knew a lot of people. Aubrey made in New York. Yep. And it's kind of a, eh, you know. No, absolutely. Absolutely. But, uh, I, but everything else, though, like, I think the idea of the unified account makes a lot of sense. But, again, I'm biased there because I've only ever used one account. I've never I only have that root bearer account. I was like, why why, yeah. why do I care? Because then it's just like, if you want to try something weird, then go to Quick Play. Okay, well, then I want to go in comp. Okay, well, then do it. And if you're not good at it, well, then your rank should go down because you weren't good enough on that character. That kind of makes sense to me. Yeah. Hmm. Right? I agree. Um, yeah, but you know, again, to each their own. I do think you're right, though. I think it will. It means that you have to have slightly different content, so that's kind of cool, you know. And um, yeah. people actually have to make actual content. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, actually, yeah. Plax is right. That 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 is the more accurate uh, assessment. You have to make actual stuff. Yes. But on, I I think what's going to be great though is with the game out now, um, I think it's going to make watching the league more enjoyable. Because yeah. now we're in the game. We'll see yes. something. We're oh, all going to try, go try it out. that. Yeah. yeah. That's I, what I makes really it like the that. viewing we, experience. We lost that connection. Like the same way that like, you know, you go watch wrestling and then you would make a really big mistake and then try to do that with your friends. That's how I got like into the wrestling. The number of times, like I, 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 when I was like in high school. I like, definitely Luger, tried it at home. So Luger <laughs> was like, Lex Luger was like really into it was like the rack. So like this guy would always go around and like, because we all watched, we all watched wrestling. So we'd be like, he'd like, we'd do these challenges where like you'd do things and he'd be like, <laughs> he'd rack people. He was a huge dude. <laughs> like we'd like get racked in the middle of like the hallway in high school. Um, but um, I think it's really good, right? Because we need that ability to immerse ourselves and then take that experience and then go out and do it, you know, in game like let's try this out and then you realize oh my gosh that is really hard to do and it adds that level it kind of brings back that real like obviously you can see something that is a spectacle but to truly understand it as a wonder is that you have to feel and understand the gap between you and that ability to do that yep you know and then and I'm really looking forward to that. I think it's going to make playoffs really dynamic. It's going to turn grand finals into a great show, assuming, although Kiriko is getting released for that, so we'll see what happens there. But um, yep. she's super hard to use. Like, her projectiles yes, go really slow. Noticed. Yes. And I got to reverse the healing and the, the attack. Like, I don't know why it's... She's the only... like Because Moira's, like, heal is right and attack is left. So I'm like... it's just, Which is what Kiriko is. The other way. No, no, she's the other way around. Her attack no, no, is pr- the... Primary, right. no, primary... Yes, which is yeah. what Moira is. Moira is attack no, no, Moira's, right. Moira's left is attack. I was no. Say, Kiriko's no, no. left is heal. No, 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 no. Moira's left is heal. I swear to you, I've never changed the key bindings on Moira. 
I've never ever touched her bindings. Oh, maybe and I she's changed the key binding, and that's why I'm confused. It could because <laughs> yes, I, it so might have been I've me then. My, I've got my controller in my hand right now, and I'm trying to think to myself. Okay. So oh yeah, you're tweaks. right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. you know what it is? It's because she's. Sh you know what? It's, I think it's just because she's got like ammo. So I'm thinking it just. Which I she which so I, I thought she the same thing. I thought she would be like Baptiste, where primary yes. fire is her fire, and then you left his heal. I kind of like that it's her primary's heal because it makes as it for me anyway. It dis. It's so stupid. It's literally. I'm gonna visual aid for those watching at home. It's literally a mouse button, right? It's click, click. It's click, click. Click, mother frickin' click. Huh. Left or right. But that that left mouse button as a right-hander, ah. that, that primary fire, whatever that one is, I'm instinctually going to do it more often. And so as a healer, as a yeah. support, if, if that primary button is attack... You're assuming people use her to heal. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, you're, uh, you're, you're not wrong. But I did find in my games... I'm like, I'm healing with her more than I do with like a Baptiste because my I might instinctually go to my primary fire first on, on an engagement yeah. until my brain kicks in and goes, nope, do the other one. Which in a so, way is a good thing because obviously Kiriko is a support first. That, that's why, exactly, that's why I'm going to keep it that way. That's why I'm going to keep it that And I might even switch my Baptiste to... Uh, yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, because at least for yeah. me, not everybody, some people are better at balancing it or have the better. But for me, I need whatever my primary yeah. goal as that role to be on that primary click. And I will say this. So last night, I actually saw a bit of applied stream and he was playing Kiriko. And he admitted that though that kunai is really hard to hit at times. I think it's like he was trying to go for headshots, things like it that. Is. It is a tricky thing to land. So. So it's going to be interesting to see how this forces a play style with Kiriko. Because obviously with Baptiste, you see like Violet, he'll jump up and down while healing and all the rest of it. Whereas okay. someone like, say, hey, let's say Twilight may not jump as much, but he outputs healing in a different way. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see how players find and adapt a play style for her. Yes. I think that's yeah. the big playoffs in Grand Files a lot more interesting. Well, yeah, especially with her alt, like that super rush damage thing. Like, thing it's is crazy. insane. Like, it's insane. I know. I have a feeling I think it's, it's going to get tuned down it's a little bit. It's going to have to. Like, because if you have any, like, I was playing quick play with absolute randos, no communication. And, the, like, I, with, with my half a brain cell support player, I was like, all right, well, we're all grouped up. Um, and the enemy's directly in front of us because they also didn't have much strategy let me just throw it down and we deleted them i'm like yeah. so if you have like a modicum of like teamwork and like hey guys all right everybody get like who's got what all right i'm gonna throw it down and then you can just barrage the enemy team and they are yeah instantly deleted yeah so, for the so like of it, it's gonna, so for the sounds of it it's gonna be a lot easier to execute than the great bamboozle uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. I, I think it'll be. Yeah, I think it'll be too. Nobody back. has a sure for waking spawn. Not quite. But I, uh, I think. Thank I think you, Richard, get, for laughing at that one. I think it'll get a little bit of a, a tune back. It, I, I think it's. I think it's got to. I think it's got yep. to. Um, but before we go, everybody, I, I'd be remiss if we didn't talk a little bit about league stuff. And the other thing, um, MVP votes are out. Oh yeah. So. I thought I'd have a, a, just a quick discussion on who we think fits the mold for MVP this year. 
So we have the options are, again, for those who are listening to audio only, there's proper, kevster, hanbin, lip, shoe, profit, smurf, zest, hottie, and kai. First off, mm. any notable, do you think, snubs from the illustrious MVP list that stick out to you Ooh. immediately? Well, Reiner's the one for me. I'm surprised Reiner isn't there. Because he's yeah, been having a I really good Ryan, season. Yeah, Reiner had but a great... He could be a, a rookie of the year. We don't know that yet, do we? He yeah, for sure and... will be rookie in a rookie of the year contender. That's for sure. Tropper yeah, is the expected one because, think about it, the desk can't go an entire segment without talking about proper. Yeah. So he was basically guaranteed, even before he picked up the keyboard, to be in the conversation. Plex has such a bias against proper. It's so it's, funny. It's not a bias. It's a case of... It they talk about not- him because oh. it's true. They're not making it up. Then They're not lying. The the team, because the other players aren't as impressive. <laughs> because they're support players. They're no, players. because they're not doing as much work. <laughs> like this is this. I'm sorry. This is one of my biggest pet peeves with Plex. It's <laughs> they're not pulling this stuff out of thin air. He's getting team wipes on his own. He's really good. He is the and standout he, player of the team. This is not he, like undo. And, and yet, yet he what? Yeah, you couldn't defeat Dallas Fuel all by himself. Okay, one Three game. Times. One game out of freaking 27 freaking Three games. games. Thank you very much. Uh, oh, my I'm God. This one out. By all uh, means. No, I, just, I, it say, is, I, think, oh. I think the list overall generally makes sense. Like, I think it, I, like, sure. Yeah, 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 there's some folks that I thought, yeah, you, you could make arguments. Like, think like MVP meaning most has the most impact on their team. Right. right now, of course, I think they want to assume that they these players have the teams themselves have to also be doing well. Like a good example, if you only looked at someone's individual impact on the outcome of their team's play, Aspire definitionely is the MVP of the league. Right. You know, it's a very yeah, like without him. Yep. That team is the worst team in the league. Like th- th- he is the most valuable player. Right. Like for any team all said, but that's like. And it's not that other. It's because he like everyone else is terrible, but his he impacts on the win. He his wins above replacement in terms of you know like the one time they were winning, th- th- that's him. They, they you do not win without him. Um, but I think generally like it makes sense because it's like your team. Yeah, if the team has to be generally doing well, yeah. I totally yeah. forgot Profit was still playing. Not <laughs> um, but uh, in fact, I think he's like the only season one guy here, right? Um, or Han- so. yeah, yeah, on this list, yeah, yeah, Hanbin came in with the Paris at all, yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, Reiner is one where I could have imagined him being here just because it's it, it's like it's been crazy to see his play. Um, yeah. uh, but yeah, like I said, like I said, it's I think it makes sense, right? This isn't like all star team where it's like you got to have a player from every team, it's not like that. Sure, you know, I think it makes sense, like Hottie on Spitfire, yeah. I think it's hard to make an argument against that. Um, right. And then we are accounting for like overall team performance as well, too. Right. Yeah. So that's why I thought it was interesting to see both Shu and Kevster on. Like, yeah, but yeah. they are obviously like, y- you could make an argument about their individual impact on that team's performance. It's true. It's absolutely true. Right. So knowing that overall performance is there, I, you know, it's like the only team where it's like your team is kind of up and down would be like Kai. On the on rain, but but Kai's awesome. 
Like I, I, sure. I can see that as well too, right? So cool. I think overall it makes sense. I, I personally, I'm like, if I had to vote, I'd probably say like Hanbin's impact on Dallas. Like it's been Dallas pretty, to hold, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. when they, when they, to get them the win, they need him. Like without him, they don't. They're not the team that they are right now. So they, like again, gonna, you sort of remove them from the lineup, put in a substitute. Can they be the same team? Knowing that we've already just yeah. controlled for overall performance. Been my argument about Dante in the tank position, but he's an outdoors. Can they operate as well without him? I mean, yeah. You want to talk about like again? They're not like a number one two team, but like they they've stayed in the top four pretty consistently all season. Yep, and I have. Plex, that's I agree with that. Like if. When Dante's not in, they suffer markedly. Yeah. The game, like it, it is a noticeable gap. Like when they've yeah. tried to bring in other, when they tried Piggy early on, and when they've tried Doge in the later half, it is a market or a market gap in performance. So, so I would, ask, I would argue, but he could be like an MVP. I'm going to ask you gents this question: So, who do you think is going to win versus who do you want to win? Well, before that, I, before we, uh, there's a that's actually a great question. But before we get to that, I want to get what your guys' thoughts on. We know I know Overwatch Two is a more like damagey favored like meta, but there's only one support player out of all of these. Do you think that's a little bit of a miss, perhaps missing out um, on some of the great support players? I'd say or is there, so, yeah, who like is Did there I, anybody any uh, supports we're thinking? Oh shoot, they've had a really big impact that we're not thinking of. Well, I, I was thinking of names. Kira, I think it's Kirio. Yeah. How you pronounce it on Dallas Fuel? He's been playing really well. Obviously, Lee J Gong. The meme sure. Yeah, yeah, right. Lee, Lee J one. Gong. I mean, I was trying to think <sighs> other names at the top of my head. Lastro. You can make an argument for Lastro as well. Yeah. He's I been think flexing so. over to the main support. Yep. And actually, doesn't look like he skipped a beat. The the thing is, I don't think any of the supports are defining the wins. Yeah, which is that's kind of what I'm thinking of. That's kind of what I'm thinking of. Really good work, really, really good work. But by virtue of how the game is played now, it's like you're not getting like continuous point saving on a sleep nade combos. Like you're not getting. That's just not how the game works. In fact, the entire last stage we just saw. Neg like had debuffs to all hell where you couldn't even heal people, so it really didn't even make a difference anymore. Oh, speaking, sorry, I forgot. There's yeah. two. There are two support players on here. Profits there. I forgot. Oh yeah, profits. Oh yeah, there, yeah. But yeah. For a bit. yeah. <laughs> but like, but it's hard though. It's it's tricky though. Like, sure. It's it's tough, right? It, it it just by virtue of the way the game works, and it's like, yeah, you. Oh yeah, and if you take profit out of that lineup, they are also not the same team. Like, not at all. You know, so. Ah, uh, we'll see though. I don't know, man. Like, it'll be interesting. I really wish there was some, you know, yeah, Toronto on there. But you know, I don't. I actually think they're a very balanced team. That that's one thing. That sure. Yeah, there. they I spread the workload really well. Yeah, <laughs> and that, one play yeah, very well. The others will step up. I mean, mayhem. You could say a similar thing about them. Yeah, it's a very exactly. team-oriented style rather than relying on one player to do all the legwork. So going back to my original question, so I'm going to ask Matt first. Of this list, who do you think will win versus who do you want to win? Yeah, so I think so. Proper's made a lot of headlines this year, so I feel like that it could be one of those years. 
big, we like people love headlines. So first ever rookie of the year and MVP. It's a nice, it's a hell of a headline for a, for a newcomer to the game. Exciting to hear. This could be a fun headline for the league. I feel like they might go for that this year. Um, if not him, I think Hanbin has gotten a lot of attention too. My vote, so I think it's going to be proper, maybe Hanbin, but who I want it to be would be Profit because I think between um, his, I think he's just had the most impact on his team overall, especially with the switching over to Brig and everything and doing a really good job yeah. with that. I think he has had the most value and like he's one of those. For a team that's done pretty well this season, you take him away, and I think it takes a lot of that success away too. Yeah, so I I agree with you. Okay. Damn it, so Richard, actually, over to you on this one. Ah, uh, okay, so I, it's actually pretty uh, similar. So my, I I actually want Hunbin to win. I think he has had the most impact on his team. Like he's become a like the dominating tank force. It's just like yep. it's awesome to watch him. I have a. In terms of who I think is going to win, honestly, I'm I'm actually not sure. I think Hanbin has enough popularity because it's a popular. It, this is just, it's just a straight vote, right? Sure. Like, yes. No yes. Yes. League. So 25%, and then the media. So that's the split, right? I think he's got the fan service support, so he could win that. And I think it would be we'd be hard pressed to see Overwatch like teams and talent say he's it's not him so i have a feeling he should win and i want him to win and i think that's what's going to happen yeah okay. i i do think though that there is a good argument for um profit right because but the tricky thing is i don't know if profit has the fan service vote as much as he used to because it's like sure. is he is cool with the youth and yeah. he's, also from a different market. <laughs> he's the old guy he's, now right yeah, he's yeah, the yeah. old guy even though he looks like a child you know like but he's like the old guy <laughs> Not right. as old as Carplay, though. <laughs> yeah, right. But um, yeah, I, I, and that's the thing. Like, I could see that happening. Where it's because I always joke, it's like Prophet's like the old guy, and someone like I don't know. I would joke like Chu was kind of, or you know, was like, or Proper is like that's like the newer school. You know what I mean? There's like these funny yeah. generational gaps, like Kevster versus Prophet. Like if you like compare them, like who supports which player, like. I joke, it's like going from season one to now, like you'll be like, who are all these strangers? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, but I think there's an argument to be made for profit. I could see him doing it because I do not see Dynasty doing what they do without him. Right? Yeah. yeah. Smurf, I like him, but I and I, I but the thing is, like, that was the other case. I looked at that because I was like looking at considering the sole reality that they're such a dominant team. But I was like, soul without Smurf versus Soul without Profit. I'm like, ah, oh, Smurf is pretty damn good. That's fair. Mm -hmm. He's pretty darn good, right? There's an APAC requirement here. I could see more support coming in from the talent on that. But Hanbin on Dallas faces more teams with arguably more balanced talent. So that's yeah. why I, I, I'm like with Profit, I kind of put it back. And like, again, isn't Profit playing like D DPS now or something? Or is he's back on DPS, weird? yeah. He is back on deeps now, right? Yeah, it, it, I'm so confused. I yeah, get he's confused playing all the time. Tracer Gedge, I believe. Yeah. So it's like. Um, but yeah, so uh, like I said, so to, to, to wrap it up, I think it's I I, I think Hanbin deserves it, and I think he's going to win. Um, and then probably be Profit as a as a secondary, yeah. Because that team, like, like Soul is so good, but yeah, when you do the deletion of the player, they can't they would not be there without him. Yeah, yeah I mean, for me, the the award is pretty much going to be proper or bust, based on on all the information that's out there. But, but I've always said that I really like 
the players that are enablers, so to speak. It's like you can't have proper popping off, for example, without Violet and and his his Finn in the back line. Mm-hmm. Which is why I feel that Hardbin is the one that I I agree with Richard's points, but Hardbin is a facilitator player. Like we saw with the false nine meta at the beginning of the year with the Reaper Zarya. He was making sure that Edison was protected and things like that. Those kinds of players I think are much much more deserving. So I like your hard I like Hardbin to win. Also Shu as well from the same argument because obviously without him, Kevster, Patapan, Ards, happy now. None of them could have done their job. So mm-hmm. for me, it's gonna be proper to win it, but I want Hanbin and Shu to be one of the others as well, because of that enabler playstyle. But that's just me, and obviously I take a very different approach and look to this kind of thing. No, that's a pretty, pretty, get, no, that's a pretty yeah, that's, that's pretty that's a pretty fair, fair thing. Yeah, I think that's a pretty standard uh look at things. So, so uh, you know what? Am I am I logged in here? No, you're not going to do right. it are you we're gonna we're gonna vote right now okay so i think this is this is, this is on... a show vote on hanbin okay so yeah i'd say hanbin okay i'm locking this in is that your final answer richard uh yes uh-huh. Do you want to go 50 50 it's like voting it's like voting are you sure this is the contestant you want to vote for Yes. What was this? X Factor? Strictly Come Dancing? I already did. I already did log in. Here. <laughs> I don't want Shout to out to the British audience who know what I'm all about. You're damn right. Or in America, it's called Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, Dancing with the Stars. Vote confirmed. We have officially voted for Han Ben. If he loses, it's all our fault. We didn't vote enough. But, um, yeah. And then. We'll do a quick, we've already been talking for quite a while here, so we'll do a quick little rundown of the week uh, that was. I know we were all kind of running all over the place, so, I mean, some of the big things that stood out, though, was that, uh, I mean, Shanghai got 3-1 by Philly. San Francisco kind of medium righted the ship. Toronto took them down, but then they were able to pull back against Atlanta, who's actually, yeah, Atlanta's been tweet, doing... by the way. Yep. yep. And Atlanta's been doing pretty good. They, they've kind of come back to form in this meta, uh, meanwhile, the frickin' Richard tried to pay me off before the broadcast started to not mention it, but the Vancouver Titans beat the Toronto Defiant 3-1 to one in the final match of the week this week. Richard, are you okay? Like, uh, I mean, At least it didn't go it. down the Midtown alleyway. Yeah. Oh, it was, that, was, that was a hell, a hell of a no. result. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay. Give I'll give Vancouver Richard something. We, we have to give Vancouver something every now and then because throw him a bone. City. You got to throw him a bone. I mean, like you just don't want to. I mean, you gotta you gotta allow your losers to be lovable, right? And I figure this is like charity work. <laughs> it's sort of like they're doing it so they can feel good about themselves because they have no hope in hell. Of, they're not making the postseason, so give them something that they can feel good about. They're not even going to be around to have feelings in about like two weeks, so it doesn't matter. Vancouver is irrelevant. (laughs) 
in wrestling no, we, we do all, we do yeah. enhancement matches you know like yeah, squash exactly. matches every, every now and then so you gotta do the job you, you gotta, gotta the you, job. well you gotta give the the, the, the age-old thing is especially if you're like we're trying desperately to not make it look like a squash match but we all know what it is it's all a squash match it's all about so-and-so beating this local uh but every so often the producer or somebody putting it together will be like well give him a little something Right, give the yeah, guy a little like spot at the beginning. Yeah, this is like he we hits him, hits him, hits him, hits his drop kick. Cool, and now we shut him down and kill him. Yeah, look, this is like when like Barry Horowitz had that little run. Yeah. Like, you got to give Barry Horowitz a win. You know, it's okay because, yeah. like I said, Vancouver ain't making the postseason anyway. So, like, what do we yeah. care about Vancouver? Yeah, and just real like, quick, war, you know, yeah. No, but I, I was actually surprised though. Like, all jokes aside, um, like I said, this meta is is harder for Toronto. It's definitely harder. Right? Yeah, this is not, you have to be very versatile. We were really, really good. Like the Junker Queen one was a, it's a, it was a good one for the team. This is tricky. There's a lot of Arisas too. A lot yeah. of Arisas everywhere. Yeah. There's not some play. play out there. Yeah. But no, I mean, one result that stands out to me, and I watched this match, is Philadelphia Fusion versus Guangzhou Charge. That's right. And Guangzhou got the win there after Philly had beaten Shanghai earlier the weekend. Yeah. So the reason why it stands out to me was. As I was watching that match, a lot of Philly's decision-making was really bizarre. It's like, the second match was Eichenwald. And mm -hmm. throughout their attack on point A, or point B, I should say. So, Fusion were attacking first. And on point B, they became obsessed with taking that castle on point B. To the point where they literally he ran the clock down. They had a really good time bank. Only for the things like a minute, minute and a half, that's complete from the halfway mark. Mm -hmm. And keep in mind that the cart had been rolling back. So they, they managed to get around the first corner and then they became obsessed with the castle to the point where they literally completed point B in OT because nobody was pushing. I thought to myself, why? Combine that with the fact that Piggy is clearly a more aggressive tank than Prong. Oh, yeah. Piggy, Piggy's been a big boon for that team. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of decision-making from Philadelphia Fusion, which just didn't make sense. But the Eigenvalved point B attack emphasized that for me. But credit to Guangzhou, they put in a shift, they got the wins. But Fusion, clean up the decisions a little bit. Yeah. There's a lot There's a lot of, like, kind of... I'm not calling it coin flip, but there's a lot of ping-pongy results this week. You know, I mean, Toronto beat Shock, but then lost to Vancouver. Uh, yeah, Guangzhou yeah. beat Philly. But then uh, earlier, they I mean, they got whooped up on by Seoul. Like, Valiant beat Chengdu and yeah. Hangzhou. So Valiant has this weird, like, hey, we're not the worst for, like, a weekend. It's realistic what we're seeing. And this is something I've observed over, like, multiple seasons is you can tell at this point the teams who have got something to play for. I mean, you see it with the Premier League every once in a while where you see a team that's battling relegation. They know they need the win will fight harder against a team that is guaranteed to be safe. And we're seeing that with teams like Vancouver last week going into it. We're on the bubble. They need the results to go their way, but obviously he, they had something to fight for. Whereas you look at a team like San Francisco Shock or LA Gladiators, they don't have as much pressure on them because they've got their spot. Which brings up the old like we we heard this last year in the between Shanghai and Dallas last year heading into like the countdown cup, the last stage. Their their coaches had actually come out and been like, We're taking it easy in scrims and we're like we're we're having less practice days because it was like we're already locked in for 
for playoffs. So like, let's, I don't know if that nobody's come out and said that this year about what, I mean, what they're doing, any of the top teams, you know, your fuels, your shocks, your glads, nobody's come out and said that, but I do wonder if something like that could be potentially happening. Is the well, idea it like, it could be like mentally the players are like, okay, we can tell off the gas a little bit. Yeah, because we've exactly. got this. Up. So it could be a mentality thing that the coach needs to address, but obviously we don't know. Right. Because uh, they do. And um, a couple other people clinched their spots. I know Outlaws clinched their spot um, in playoffs. Let's go. In fact, we can go to the standings. Um, yeah, because I believe Chengdu have also clinched play ins as well. What Avril was saying. But Chengdu looks like the, the yeah look they look like they're pretty locked. Um, nope. Guangzhou is right quick, there because I was trying to figure this out. Mm. So, so assuming that yeah, may have got they've got four games to play, is there a scenario where they could drop out of the play-ins? Uh, I don't think so. So yeah, uh, out of the play-ins, I think uh, there's only how many games are where I'm at. I think that. Vancouver got four games in hand I think I'm not entirely sure but they need to get those results and hope Boston don't win again is the current scenario that's my understanding of it yeah so so hold on go back to the plans go back yeah I don't think Florida can miss the plans because of the map diff that, that's the big thing because it's like the best thing Vancouver can do is tie them so go back to the previous uh, yeah, oh, it's like the this full is season your, so the plans yeah so look, 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 season, so look. So we've got, um, so we've got so let me just full screen this so we've got so vancouver's got uh 18 22 games right and how many games are there in the season there's 24 20 so there's two games left so even if they won two two games right um and let's see and you're at 20 oh wait hold on vancouver i mean florida's only played 20 games yeah they got two games in hand on the others oh my god two last week they got a buy vancouver can't make this at all like there's okay. there's basically no way because they look if they if Boston if they win two more games right. This is what's so weird. So oh yeah, and Boston only has twenty games. Oh my god, um, that that's really it's really hard. Boston would have to look at, at minimum like if you're looking at points like think about it, you need to go from uh so from Vancouver would have to go from four to eight, right? That means they have to win four games. They don't. There's not even four games left. Right, I'm with you. Like, yeah, they, they can't. They, they actually can't. You, 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 but the positioning of Florida and Boston, that's technically all up in the air because that's like a, a game split. That's going to okay. be really cruel. That, I think, will be really – I think, the, honestly, um, with, so with two games left, Washington all the way. So, yeah, like basically Toronto down to Florida, Washington down to Boston. That's all – the ordering is all over the place. Yeah, right. right. It could be anywhere, but no, like Vancouver, like yeah, no, no. The, the, with only two games left, the best they can end up as at is six and eighteen. Yeah, that's the best they can. So they they definitely can't make it. And then like, look at that map diff. Yeah, that the map diff is <laughs> rough. And also, top of that, Mayhem have the bonus points as well for the tournament. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Mayhem will be fine. I'm really looking forward yeah. to the playoffs. Right, like it'll be cool. It'll be cool. Yeah, I just want to double check the mathematics. That I got it right. That's all. <laughs> Good old, good old stats. Not, yeah, never, never was my, never my subject in school either. Yeah, trust me, I'm terrible at maths. I actually had to resit my maths exam just to pass. Oh god. Oh, I've oh. done that. 
I've done that too. I'll never We've touch all, math again. I'll never touch math again. Um, but as we look ahead to the weeks ahead, uh, you talk about Florida. Florida plays uh, Vancouver and Atlanta this weekend. So um, hopefully a an, an easy clap, I would think, in that first one. And then uh, a bit Even of a challenge Vancouver in the second. Warm, that was up in the air. Atlanta, I could see it being close. But Vancouver game will be the interesting one for me. It will be, yeah. Because, I mean, if yeah, if they, if they show up like they did against the Toronto, it'll... Uh, it could be a good one. It'll yeah, be very, very interesting. I will say this. So McGravy said this in Mayhem called recently, how this isn't quite the right meta for them because it's relying on the off tanks. Yep. Tanks like yeah. your Zarya's, your Sigmas, which someone can pick up, but at the same time, he's not the greatest. So put him against like a Punk or... I'm trying to think of other off tanks. You've got Punk Hunbin, for example. Mm-hmm. He will struggle. Sure. So I think it's going to be a case of Will he be able to play what he's comfortable on rather than be forced into these mirror matches? So very we'll true. see on that one. Very, very true. Well, we will, of course, let you all know about that. The crazy weekends, it's cl- slowing, slowing down. Or it's, well, should I say it's speeding up, but it's closing down. It's ramping down. We're getting closer to the end Ooh. of the season, and we are getting closer and closer to play-ins. Who's going to start making these cutoffs and not making these cutoffs officially, officially, officially? Well, with whatever happens, we will let you know. Do us a favor, like, subscribe, leave comments down below. Who do you think is going to go all the way this season? Leave a comment down below wherever you are listening and or watching this and let us know what you think. We appreciate you. And until the next time, for the Great Root Bear, for Plexomatic Across the Pond, I am the Drama King. We will see you next week on Overwatch. Bye. Bye.